0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rack Focus Podcast. This is episode, I believe, 7, where we will be talking about today, Detective... Pokemon, excuse me, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Cannot forget the Pokemon at the beginning. Everyone's just going to call it Detective Pikachu. Alright, we've got that going on, and we're going to talk about some new trailers that have come out recently. Uh, We'll talk about Rambo Last Blood. Scary stories that you tell in the dark, the kitchen, Ford versus Ferrari, and Terminator Dark Fate. Then later we will also kind of, I'll we'll discuss a couple of things that I've seen in the movie news that make me ask, but why? And we'll get to that. So, are you ready? Let's dive right into it. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. If you are a parent, you know that when you have young children, there are movies that they want to go see that you have zero interest in going to see, and then there's some that you're actually surprised they want to go see. My daughter, who's four and a half, decided she wanted to go see the Pikachu movie because she, I guess, liked Pikachu because her older brother liked Pikachu when, uh, about a year or two ago. He kind of grew out of Pokemon, but still kind of likes it a little bit, I think. But he's moved on. He's eight, so he's moved on to Fortnite and Minecraft and things like that. So she was very excited. She really wanted to go see the movie, so I was like, fine. You know what? I'll take you to go see the movie. So last week we had a daddy-daughter date, and I took her to go see... Pokemon Detective Detective Pikachu. I looked at the runtime because anytime you take a, a younger child, one of the f- things you kind of want to look at is how long's the movie because children get antsy after a while, they, and they have a hard time staying in their seat. So you want to know if it's going to be a short enough movie that'll keep their attention long enough for them to kind of stay in their seat. So, Detective Pikachu has a runtime of one hour forty-four minutes. I'm like, okay, that is definitely doable. I was afraid it was going to be a two-hour movie easily, and uh, I was a little, bit, a little worried, a little concerned. But uh, the one-hour forty-four-minute movie runtime definitely made made me more uh, excited to take her because I knew she'd be okay for that amount of time. So the budget for Detective Pikachu was 150 million. As of Sunday, June 2nd, the domestic is 130 million, and worldwide it has grossed 354 million dollars. So it's doing pretty good, and they're uh, they're not hurting on that one. They've definitely made their money back. Which, of course, if they make their money back and then some. We'll just uh, want them to make a sequel, whether it needs to have one or not. They're definitely going to make one because it made a lot of money, and it's only been in the theater for four weeks. So yeah, they're they'll make another one. The movie's directed by Rob Letter, or excuse me, Rob Letterman. He directed the first Goosebumps movie. He also directed Gulliver's Travels, and. Monsters versus the animated movie Monsters versus Aliens. So he's got a history of work, of making young, not really young adult, but kids movies with a slightly older appeal as well. And so he he already has a background to that. So that's a good sign because if you take someone that makes adult movie, or movies made for adults, and then give them a kids movie, you never know how well that's going to be able to translate. I want to go ahead and just start off by, before we go any further, further and say I actually thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I was a little bit surprised, because the only thing I really knew about, I didn't, I'm old enough that I was too old for Pokemon when it first came out 20, over 20 years ago. So I never, I was never into it. I never cared that, I just never, I mean, it just wasn't my thing. I was more of a G.I. Joe and Transformer kid growing up star wars so i didn't really by the time pokemon came around i had already aged out of it so i my first introduction with the pokemon was when my son who was probably five at the time uh decided he his friends were getting into pokemon he started getting into it so basically all i know about pokemon is from him so that's and that's it and it's just literally the most basic of basic knowledge I never watched any of the animated shows, never played Smash Brothers or whatever games that were made or even a game that this movie is actually based on. So it's technically a video game movie and from one from my knowledge is the most successful movie based on a video game because there's kind of I don't want to say a curse, but there's video game movies don't do well so just for whatever whatever reason they just don't know how to translate it but this one actually uh, I think translated you know turned out very well uh, the script was written by Dan Hernandez and Ben and Benji Samet as well as Rob Letterman the director and Derek Connolly i kind of usually get weary not weary sorry worried whenever i see four names for a screenplay that's generally not a good sign. It usually means everybody's getting, basically everybody's allowed twenty to write 20 pages, and then you kind of get a mix mash of ideas, and you really don't know what, the movie doesn't really know what it wants to be, what kind of, you know, what kind of, if it was to be funny, or if it wants to be more action oriented, and not have that good healthy mix. I think, I don't know how they divided it up or how they worked together, but the script it was I mean for a kid's movie it's really good, I think. I think it's really entertaining. It's you know, it's an it's easy enough for kids to follow along and for adults to be entertained too. There's the humor in it's really well written. It helps Ryan Reynolds is playing the voice of Pikachu, so he's got that witty banter going on. Basically Deadpool's Pikachu now except without the language. So uh, I thought he did a great job. He, he's got experience as a voice actor. He voiced Turbo in Disney's movie of Turbo, which I actually really enjoyed as well. The movie also stars Justice Smith. You may know him from uh, the kind of nerd, nerdy kid from Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. He also was in uh, the HBO series The Get Down. He was the main character in that. And a nice little independent, well, at least I think it's an independent film, or at least one that didn't get much play, but it's kind of a cult favorite, I guess, is a movie called Paper Towns that I really enjoyed. Along with Justice Smith stars the female reporter, Catherine Newton, who was in the movie Blockers, which I actually just recently saw. When I uh, checked that movie out and I actually really enjoyed it, it's a good comedy. She was in it. She played uh, Leslie Mann's daughter in the movie. She was also in Three Billboards from uh, Or outside Ebby, Missouri. And she was in Lady Bird. So, three movies. Well, two out of three of those I really enjoyed. The Three Billboards I still think is just okay. It's a little overhyped in my opinion. But, anyways. And of course, Bill Nighy's in it. He uh, he plays kind of the big business guy that owns everything type of character. And of course, everybody knows him from Love Actually, Hot Fuzz, and The Underworld, or at least the first Underworld series, and a host of many other movies. And then finally, Ken Watanabe, who's been around for a while. He was in Isle. Of, he voiced one of the animals in Isle of Dogs. He was in Inception. The she he was in the first re. I guess the 2014 remake of Godzilla, and he was in he I was, he played Raza Ghul in Batman Begins or Raishalgo, however, you, whatever tomato tomato you want to use on that one. So, first, let's kind of get into the basics of the movie. What's so? What's the plot? The plot is. Justice Smith's character. It works for an insurance company, in a di- in a little small town. He doesn't have a Pokemon. It's a world where, essentially, m- almost everyone has a a Pokemon that either that they chose or chose them, or however that works. But essentially, everybody has a Pokemon by their side, kind of like a sidekick or a or a pet that you take literally everywhere. Justice Smith doesn't have one, and you know people kind of find that weird because he's one of the only ones that doesn't have one. He gets a phone call from from the uh, police department saying basically his dad uh, was killed in an accident. His dad, who was a police detective, both him and his Pokemon were not, you know, were both. So Justice Smith's character, Tim, has to go has to go to his dad's place, collect his belongings, try and make arrangements, talk to the police department. When he arrives at his dad's place, he discovers there's a Pikachu there, and he can talk to him. And the and the Pikachu Basically they can't believe that they can understand that Tim can understand what Pikachu's saying. So they essentially get together, work as a team to try and figure out how his dad disappeared. Neither one believes, well, Pikachu doesn't believe that his dad is dead, just he escaped from the scene and just hasn't been found yet, or somebody took him. So they have to, and Pikachu has amnesia from the car accident, so they have to retrace the steps, kind of follow the clues, and in doing so, interact with various different Pokemon that it's like seeing it's it's like if you watch a see like an in event the most the two most recent Avengers movies and you see all your favorite Avengers it's basically like that but for Pokemon so you see so many different I think I, there was 65 I think I read different Pokemon throughout the movie out of the I think there's uh, what did I read 220 different characters. And he utilized 64, 65 of them for the making of this film. So I'm not really spoiling anything by saying that Pikachu fights Charizard in a fight because it's in the trailer of the movie, and it uh, it hits some really good humor beats throughout that uh, fight scene, uh, especially at the end of that fight scene. Turned out, I, I thought that was pretty funny. It really hits the beats. It knows its tone. It it knows when when it needs to be serious and it knows when there's a good comic beat to hit and they hit it and it lands and it's not forced. And sometimes I think that's kind of a that could be a problem with some movies that try and force humor. And it's something that maybe not be as funny. I guess it's I'm not really sure how to best explain that but but I think this movie did a good job of trying to Explain the humor and, or not explain the humor. Excuse me, but had the humor just seem organic and not forced. There we go. That's what I've been trying. That's what I'm trying to say. So, as I said earlier, I had four screenwriters, which is usually not good, but it seemed like they found a way to make it mesh and make it work, and worked out really well for them. The Realistic, uh, a little bit of trivia: the realistic uh, look was of the Pokemon characters was based on an artwork by an artist named R.J. Palmer. The production designer of the film found his work on the internet. He was so impressed that he gave him a job as a concept artist for the film. How about that? So, if you're a uh, if you're an artiste and uh, think that having your work on the internet. Is just up there for whatever. You could get noticed by the right person. You never know, and put you in a sweet gig. If you did see the movie, there is a part when Tim first enters the room, and uh, there's a mo- an old black and white movie playing, and as Tim put it, an old gangster movie. Anybody that's ever seen. Any 80s kid will know this movie, and most, and really even 90s kid. If you've watched Home Alone, you know this movie. It's the one that was created for Home Alone. Angels with Dirty Faces or Filthy Souls or something. That's one of those two titles. And it's, uh, yeah, Angels with Filthy Souls. So it's a nice little homage to, the, to Home Alone with that movie playing in there. And I thought that was really neat. I was kind of excited to see that. The voiceover for the large crowd chants in the film were recorded during the Pokemon World Championship in 2018 in Nashville, Tennessee. I actually did not know that part. That's actually pretty interesting. I bet. I guess had I known that, I, I might have. Uh, I might have taken one of the kids to that. They might have enjoyed that. So one of the things I really liked about the movie is that it was very accessible to moviegoers that do not know much, if anything, about Pokemon, like myself. I found it just entertaining, just in the sense that, like, I felt like I didn't need to know every single character. I think, yeah, I think like kind of like going to a, a superhero movie. I think you can still enjoy the superhero movie without being a diehard fan of said superhero, or if it's a superhero team movie of being a super you know fan of that team and i mean does it help yes i mean it just increases your excitement for it maybe but i i don't think you're missing out i don't think you're going to be like in the weeds if you go into detective pikachu and and have never never watched an animated pokemon or played the game or collected the cards I think it'll be just fine. I I was just fine. I followed along just fine, and I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I thought the animation was good. It was the uh, graphics and special effects were really well done. I was that was something that kind of I made a mental note of while watching it. That I was kind of impressed by how well the uh, special effects were for this. It uh, I I don't know. I guess I just didn't think it was. It's not like when I saw the preview and thought the movie was going to be bad. I was cautiously optimistic because I had heard some buzz about the movie and all that. When it got announced, I just never really saw anything. And I didn't. Maybe I just haven't quite seen the huge marketing push like you would for a movie of this nature. So my interest wasn't as hyped up, I guess. And so, which was good because I just came out more impressed by what they were able to do. My, my daughter absolutely loved it. She thought it was funny. She that's those were her words. I thought it was funny. I liked it. Did you like it? Yes, I th- it was funny. What was your favorite part? And of course, she said Pikachu. She won't because she's four and a half. She can't. She's not going to give a full on review. Her reviews will be like, you know, two sentences. How was it? Good. What'd you like about it? Pikachu. It was. It was funny and, uh, but I think it was good. I think. There's a nice little surprise at the end of the movie, uh, before the credits, not post credits. I didn't, we didn't even stick around for credits. But I think it was just, I think it was a lot of fun. I would, I would definitely, I think due to the scope and size in the movie, because it's a big action movie, I think it would be worth seeing in theater. I don't, however, I think if you. Wait till rental because you're not super excited about it. I don't think you're hurting yourself by you know watching it at home. I think uh it does definitely help by seeing it on the big screen, uh, just because of how big the scope is, how you know big the fight scenes are, and kind of kind of epic battles going on. So, all right. So that's so that's Detective Pikachu. I'm not. Um, my daughter really wants to see Aladdin. I have zero interest in seeing Aladdin. But I know I will be going to, go see, Al- <laughs> going to see Aladdin. I'm um, just not exactly sure when that will be. So, as of right now, I'm not sure what the next movie I'll be reviewing for the next episode is. So, it will be a surprise for everybody. So, let's move on to the new trailers that have dropped recently. I've made a list of five. If you go to my website the rackfocuscast.wordpress.com I have links to the trailers in it in it if you're a fan of the Facebook page there'll be a easier link to click to it and check all those out So the first one I want to talk about is probably the one out of the five that I'm probably most I, I don't even know why I'm excited about it but the trailer for the fifth Rambo movie, Rambo Last Blood. So, <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of the Rambo movies. I'm, I was more of a Rocky kid growing up, more a fan of those movies. I didn't see the Rambo movies till I was older. Even though when I was a kid, I had the Rambo knife with the compass at the end. I had the necklace. I thought it was really cool, but having never seen any of the movies. <laughs> but I just thought it was really cool because I had a fake knife with a compass at the end. I didn't even know what the necklace was for I just wore it anyways because it came with the set uh, anyways so I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the Rainbow Moose until I, I, I was an adult I did see the the last one that came out in the uh, mid aughts I want to say like somewhere like 06 or 07 probably and it, uh, it was just I laughed more than anything because some of the some of the action scenes were just so ridiculous and just so over the top. It just, I, I was just like, this is, this is a bit much. This is like over violent for like, I don't know. It was just humorous. It was so bad. But when I, when you watch this trailer, I think you'll agree this is nowhere near that. It, they really, I don't know if they took a, a I don't know if they took a note of the movie Logan. From the Wolverine movie Logan, where it's kind of more of a western, at least that's you know that kind of feel to it, and it kind of took a note out of that because when you watch this, you don't think this is a Rambo movie. You're like, this is like a modern day western of sorts. It's just the character's name is Rambo, and he goes and does his stuff. So I'm kind of excited about that one. Um, we'll just say I'm like most movies, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious about. I'll, we'll just, I'll, I'll remain cautiously optimistic on it, but it looks like it'll just be a lot of fun. The next one is Scary Stories to Tell, or Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think that's correct. We'll just go with Scary Stories. Based on a book produced, not directed, but produced by Guillermo del Toro this trailer scared me my kids read the book at even at eight he's read the book i don't know if i want him to go see this movie because it looks terrifying <laughs> they just straight up i'm like yeah i don't think he's quite there yet i don't think i'm quite there yet it's it definitely looks creepy if you like horror movies or really uh, good thrillers i think this one will probably get you it yeah it definitely uh wow it's intense so there's that one uh let me know what you th- what your thoughts on these by the way I'm curious to hear what everybody thinks about these leave a comment and uh get let me know what your thoughts on these So the next one's called The Kitchen it has Melissa McCarthy uh Elizabeth Moss and Tif- Tiffany Haddish This is actually based on a fairly new comic book series it's a limited run it's not I mean it's not your superhero in tights it's a it's kind of your more adult line, like a Vertigo for DC, or I guess, I don't know if they if Marvel still has Max, but it's more of an adult line kind of movie, or at least comic book series. And it's about these women that get tired of the men. It takes place, in, I believe, in the 70s, or at least early 80s, about the men in their part of, I believe, New York, basically running everything. So they... They had to scheme and take over and basically, kind of take over the mob, so to speak. It looks very interesting. I hope they do. I hope it's well done. I hope I'm not going to get trailer fooled uh, on that, where I get it's like, oh man, this trailer makes looks awesome, and then you go in the movie, you're like, I'm so disappointed. They should have just had whoever edited the trailer edit the full movie. But I'm I'm hope I'm hopeful for that one. I, I hope it, it looks good. I love Melissa McCarthy. I, I I really enjoyed her last one, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I thought that was a nice little departure for her to do something dramatic and not just, you know, goofy Pratt Falls and, you know, slipping on banana peels kind of humor that she's actually kind of extend you know, branching out. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I just watched watched the trailer for Ford versus Ferrari. It's got Matt Damon and Christian Bale. It's directed by James Mangold, who actually directed the movie Logan. And I think it looks really good. It's got a November fifteenth release date, so that usually lets me know that they're gonna that they think it's uh, so good that or so well made that it's. That they're gonna try and make an Oscar push for it. So, judging by the trailer, it looks entertaining. I don't know what's more to it, but at least from this first trailer, it looks like it'll be entertaining. We'll we'll go from there and then see how it see what it uh, turns out to be when it gets released in November. And then, lastly, Terminator Dark Fate. The uh, or are we up to five or six. I can't. I'll actually, I actually even I lost track. I think this makes number six and what they're doing is they're bringing back James Cameron's directing and I believe producing obviously and he they're bringing Linda Hamilton back and basically three through five from what I understand just does not exist <laughs> they're like yeah those were great we're we're no. Where they were kind of like what they did with the latest Halloween movie that came out in October. How basically that Halloween movie took place after Halloween 2. The rest of them didn't matter. Like all those other ones didn't, you know, just didn't exist. Basically, they're doing the same thing now with the new Terminator. So basically, after Judgment Day comes the new one, Dark Fate. And it has Lyndall Hamilton. It has Mackenzie Davis, who I absolutely love. She's one of my uh, favorite actresses. That I I don't want to say that nobody knows, but we'll say she's not a household name like most, like a uh, Meryl Streep or somebody. But she's been she's one of those actresses you, you know her if you like like I know I've seen her in something. That girl, yeah, she was in Tully with Shirley uh, Theron. She played Tully. I really liked her in that. She had one another small indie film that came out and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head and that kinda of bugs me. And she was in the TV the AMC T V show uh, Halt and Catch Fire, which I absolutely loved that show. And I thought she was awesome in it. So uh so now she gets to play a badass and uh kick butt and of course Arnold's in it because Yeah, it's a Terminator movie. It looks just from the teaser trailer, which is like less than two minutes. Um, it gives you enough to get excited about it. If you're, if you like that franchise, I'm not super hype about the franchise, but I do enjoy going to watch them. So I'll, I know I'll go see this one. And uh, cause I've seen all the others and I have my favorites and I have the ones that I wish could have done better. Uh, so I'm curious about that one too. Again, all those, uh, you can watch all those on my on my page. I, I uploaded all of them, so you can make it quick and easy to watch so you don't have to go hunt them down either on YouTube or IMDb. It's just a one-stop shop for those five. All right, and then lastly, the last thing I want to cover before, before we end this episode is I want to cover a section I want to call probably as I find more things that I have questions about, I'll probably have a segment called but why? So this week in the news, or at least the movie news, it came word came out that Disney's like I I guess they're running out of ideas. I I'm not sure why they're I no I know why they're doing it. The latest live action Disney movie that they're wanting to greenlight is or wanting to turn into a live action is Snow White and the seven doors I don't know why I mean I know why because the movies make money like you go see you see the animated ones and then you're like well you love the animated ones so you're going to go see this live action one because you love the animated one and then everybody goes because they have kids and the kids are going to want to go see it and it makes a ton of money and so they're going to make another one and just ride this horse until, until it runs out of steam horses don't run out of steam though anyways you know what I mean you get the analogy so yeah so they're gonna make a live they're in talks to make a live action snow white with the ama- with the uh with mark Webb to direct mark Webb directed the f- why don't I say the first mark we- mark Webb directed the amazing spider-man the first Andrew garfield one which oof, I think there were some more script issues and tonal issues than there was necessarily directorial issues. I think a lot. Of, I think that movie got studio noted to death, where I'm sure the director probably wanted to make something else, but studio Sony was like, no, 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 we're doing this. So I'm. I mean, I really don't want a live action Snow White. I don't see the need for it. So I don't know. So yeah, and then getting Mark Webb to direct. He doesn't, to my knowledge, he hasn't directed any animation or any kids movies, at least younger kids movies like that. And the second one and the last thing I really want to talk about is I read a uh, read a story about how they're talking about rebooting Const- the uh, Constantine movie that came out in the early odds that had that starred Keanu Reeves. And while I w- enjoyed the movie. It was okay. But it wasn't Constantine. As Constantine was supposed to be. not As Constantine was in the comic books. Comic book Constantine was nothing like Keanu Reeves. The Constantine that was in the comic books. Looked more like Billy Idol. That was kind of the what they were going for when they created it. And it wasn't you know, Ted from Bill and Ted or Johnny Utah from Point Break. It was supposed to be like Billy Idol and just the tone was, I don't know, that movie was just rough. I mean, it's if it wouldn't have been called Constantine and based on that character, I would have just thought it was, a no, you know, it was an entertaining movie. But because of what they were basing the source material off of, I had issues with it. Now, what, one thing D, DC tried to make amends by introducing Constantine into the, I guess, DC TV universe. And introduced him on, I believe it was Arrow, then he joined. Well, actually, then he, I'm mean, going take it back. They gave him his own show. It got canceled because I guess it didn't. they kept putting it on the wrong night so they could never get a good fan base going. So his TV show got canceled. They put him on. I think a couple episodes of Arrow, and they put him on Legends of Tomorrow, and he's been staying on there, off and on, for a while. And Matt Ryan, who plays Constantine, nails it. He's British. He's got the whole Billy Idol rock star thing going on with the trench coat and everything. He, I mean, he—he's Constantine. I mean, he's about as close as you're gonna get. Why? Why they just can't take him? And make the movie based off that. I don't know. Because they've already got a well established. Constantine character. With somebody that obviously can play the part. And I have nothing against Colin Farrell. I actually really like Colin Farrell. And a good majority of his acting choices. But maybe not all. But a good majority of them. I I, I really enjoy. I I don't want to see him as con. I don't need to see him as Constantine. And really I don't need to see a reboot of it. I just, I I don't know why, but why, you know, so that's kind of my two little rants about those, about those two stories that I've come across, uh, lately this week that I wanted to kind of talk about and I guess more vent (laughs) and rant about it than anything else. If you have, uh, if you have anything or know of a story that you kind of want to get here, get discussed, please leave a comment. Leave a message on the Facebook group. Uh, you know, check out the web page and and check that all the stuff on there. But I guess that's gonna be it for this one. Uh, we'll see what we got in store for the next week. And until then, remember, recommend at least one movie to one of your friends that you really enjoy. And I'll and we'll talk to you on the next episode.